Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. So it's a lovely, cold, rainy day today. So you know what you know what I really love to do on rainy days? Yeah, go on, tell me. I love I love to talk about Eternals. Do you? <laughs> do you actually <laughs> <laughs> why would you make me watch this oh no to be fair to be fair I didn't make you watch anything you <laughs> your mission your 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 goal in life was to watch all of them it's true I made myself watch it I did not like Eternals at all <laughs> no I'm, I'm I'm shocked I'm you're really not shocked, shocked. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about it that you didn't like <laughs> Where do I start? Um, I mean, this, this, this is probably the first one where I ended up just looking at my phone for most of it because mm-hmm. it was just so boring um, yeah. and so repetitive. Um, and it didn't, the, the, it had all things going for it. Like it has, there's like 20,000 Eternals in this thing and um, none of them are interesting. None of them are funny. And you, no, you, I'm, I'm sorry. You, and um, the story was so complicated. Like, yeah. what, I don't know yeah. what was going on at all. Yeah. And I don't know Chloe, any of their names. Chloe Zhao was directing. She is brilliant director. She's hot stuff at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Tragically did not work out so well for her here. I like some of the channels. I think I agree. It's too convoluted. It almost needs to be a TV series or five films because it's almost like they went straight into the avengers movie without doing any of the 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 avengers movies before it so you don't know any of them you're just like who are these people why are there so many of them yeah and their connections to the other groups of aliens and monsters and stuff um like it started off with that really long bit of writing at the beginning that apparently was supposed to explain it and i just after that i went wait what I, I didn't understand half of the things that was like a university challenge question on maths or something where you're like I don't I don't think those are real words and some of them weren't <laughs> yeah I, I agree I do think this is one of those things where I rarely go like oh this movie should be a tv series or do I maybe I say it more than I realize but I do think mm. it should have been a tv series there was so much in there they covered I suppose I, I admire the ambition of it because they're covering about 5,000 years uh, across the the entirety of the film, seven thousand, I believe, is the actual seven thousand. Gosh, yeah. um, they had a lot of characters, and they were obviously trying to give all of them something, like yeah. some form of development or interesting aspect. Um, and they had an incredible cast of of char- of actors in there, um, and. A story that could have been a bit more interesting, but it was just an abject failure because mm-hmm. it was there was no 
joy in the whole thing. Yeah, I thought Kingo was a bit joyful, maybe. And I didn't think um, he was remotely funny. I think try hard is what I would <laughs> call but him. But I think that's kind of what I kind of got the vibe that he was being try hard, which made him funny because you're like laughing at him rather than with him. That was, I know it was the point of the character, but like it, it still just wasn't funny. It was just, I, I'm like, I can see what you're doing. Great, wonderful. Right. I don't I don't dislike you. I just have I'm totally ambivalent right now. <laughs> How did you feel about the fact there was a character called Cersei dating Jon Snow and Rob Stark? Yeah, that was that was kind of bonkers. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you <made this> <laughs> I was like, wait, Richard Madden and Kit Harrington are both in this. That's that's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, and apparently the guy who does the music for it, maybe it's woman. I've assumed guy, um, but also did music for Game of Thrones. Oh really? Yeah, that's that's a guy. He's a guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, well, that makes sense. It's very epic and sweeping, and all the words. And it covers like bits of history and stuff, and yeah, I suppose I see the parallels. But um, I think it was also frustrating. There was a, there was a fight scene with one of the bad monsters in a forest, mm-hmm. the one where they kill off one of them. Yeah. Um, and I remember just. Like this, this fight scene started. It's only one monster, but I remember being like, "You've done this fight scene. You've done this. This happened in Camden, like earlier in the film. You fought the monster. <laughs> it's the same monster." Um, and I'm not. I don't get why you're repeating this because it's in other Marvel films. You might fight the same baddie, but you're going to do it in a different way to make this fight scene a bit more unique. Whereas, yeah. I don't. I don't get how no one maybe sat the writer or Chloe Zhao down and was like, guys, you got to like change this fight scene to make it something a bit different. Otherwise it's just going to be boring. And it was boring. <laughs> yeah. I, so I've read that they gave Chloe Zhao a lot of creative. What's the word? Creative uh, freedom. Um, freedom. Thank you. I was like, not prison, but the, prison. Other <laughs> the, the opposite. Freedom. Yes. <laughs> And she rewrote a lot of it. So I don't know. Uh, Sometimes I worry about that because if you look at, I don't know I'm using this as an example because it was never going to be good, but Fantastic Beast where they let J.K. Rowling rewrite the whole script and it was terrible. Um, I suppose think you can't have someone too attached to the project do that because they have a very, very narrow vision of what they want it to be. And I think, yeah, and I think um, they're going to, if they haven't done a Marvel film before, like Chloe Zhao hasn't. She's more known for Nomadland and um, the other. Film. She does like um, things set in like the the West, the American West, doesn't she? With big yes. sweeping landscapes, and the the landscape is the mood and the character in there, very atmospheric. So it's good. She's a good. She's a great director and stuff. But um, I get, I feel like they need to be like right. You're part of the Marvel brand when you do this. Uh, because people are going to go in here and have these expectations after all the years of Marvel films. Mm. And you do, I guess if you're a director of a Marvel film, you've got to think, right, the fan base here, what are they expecting from this? Um, I can't just go in and do an art house film just because I am an art house. Not that she's an art house director, but if you were, if you're like a Lars von Trier kind of person, you can't suddenly like put in everything that you want to do in there. You've got to kind of yeah. play ball by the big corporation. If you don't want to do that, don't do it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what director would you like to see in the MCU? Because obviously they've all got their own style, like Taika Waititi, he's very funny. 
Um, I can't think who else has been involved. So I'm going to stop there. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, so, yeah, very um, sweeping and thoughtful. I don't know. Uh, I think the, the the directors I really like at the moment are ones where I'm like, I don't think you should do Marvel because I think that your directorial style will either ruin Marvel or Marvel will ruin you. I don't think yeah. it can blend together. I think it's the same with Chloe Zhao. I don't think she's, she, I think she's directing the sequel as well. She definitely wants to. Yeah. Wants, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I know there's a big paycheck involved, but I'm sort of like, I don't, I don't feel like it's a fit for her because the big sweeping landscapes all very pretty but it was often um it often like detracted from actually developing the story or developing the characters mm. um or thinking of the director of um of parasites um um and he i think is he's very like alfred hitchcock in his style i can't imagine that working in marvel at all um and i can't imagine marvel working for him at all I, no. I think I, I'm sort of whereas I think Spielberg could easily do a Marvel film easy peasy probably bring a few comedic style directors in like mm. I don't I can't think who directed Fleabag but that sort of style feels like it would work quite well I think I think so I think Taika Waititi yeah he can he's managed to blend his style with Marvel really really well um but there's a it's it sort of fits you know like two puzzle pieces just kind of going together a little bit whereas sometimes sometimes the the pieces don't go together so you just got to put them elsewhere <laughs> <laughs> it's very deep and very very thoughtful it was i'm like, going to write my book about that do it thesis right now do it <laughs> <laughs> um was there anything you did like about it look i've taken on the role of an interviewer that's my 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 innate journalist coming out of me <laughs> <laughs> That's a really hard question. Um, <laughs> what, what did I like? What did I? I'm going to look through my notes now. Um, do, 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 do. I liked the use of London and the use of Camden. Yes, I did like that because you've always said you wanted more London in these Marvel movies. And as people who uh, either live in or have lived in London, if London is used in a Marvel film, I'm always like, "Ooh, okay." How are you going to do this? Are you going to do it like The Mummy Returns, where every single um, famous London landmark is apparently on the same street? Or are you going to be a bit more realistic about it? And I like that they chose an area of London that uh, doesn't have the big um, landmarks. It's Camden, and it's kind of cool. And I mean, I don't really like Camden. I find it too busy, but um, it's a cool place. And it's got, they had the Camden Lock um, Bridge with it mm. on there. And that is very, that's quite scenic as well. And I like that little, little uh, change uh, in there. That was nice. Do you want it to be in Streatham next time? Is that what the problem is? Streatham. I don't know what they would have in the background to um, depict Streatham other than some kind of the, dingy pub. <laughs> the big supermarket. <laughs> yeah, big Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> Or like that sort of area, like Tooting, Balham, that side of London, never gets yeah. to in, really. Um, uh, I liked, I enjoyed the cast in that none of them were like great, but like I enjoyed the names, like pro- cropping up and stuff. Um, um, <laughs> I love Gemma Chan. Like I could, I could just stare at Gemma Chan for ages and ages and ages. And I do feel disappointed that she is the top build cast member in the final credits. And yet she's given this. And I'm just like, 
oh <laughs> you poor thing like yeah. you got the one that's everyone's going to remember as a bit crap <laughs> um well she's been in another marvel film before hasn't she mm, she has she has um but yeah now she's she's leading it and i love that she's leading it um uh because i think she's a really really fab actress um but um i'm just like don't do that to Gemma. honestly she's <laughs> And I like she's she's higher build than Angelina Jolie. Um, that's, that's a big step. That is massive. That's a big deal. Angelina Jolie's like a side character in it, which you know, fair play. But you wouldn't kind of expect it from someone who's been around a lot longer, been paid a lot more, and you know. yeah, that's so true. Okay, well, there's some things you like about it. Um... Other than that, I can't find much else. A lot of my notes are like complaints about things. Um, because none of their separate, I think it was like none of their separate storylines were that involving. Like I couldn't care less whether Athena went completely crazy or not. Um, I didn't care when one of them got killed off. Um, I didn't care about this random um, love that the little one had for Richard Madden. Um, none of it was involving. <laughs> this is yeah. The, also, yeah, the names couldn't keep track of any of them. The names are. The names are confusing. Um, it gave me Inhumans vibes in some elements because it's there, yeah. a similar story, I guess, really. Um, I wonder if it's almost... Uh, so Marvel like, did the thing where it brought in the most realistic superheroes first. Mm. It'd be too much to give us, like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy first. We had to have Iron Man or Captain America. And he's also said, I wonder if we're still not ready. <laughs> still not ready for people like the Eternals. Because when they shoot... Like lasers from their eyes. I'm always up for that silly. Mm. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, couldn't they have like introduced one of them in another film and eased us into it? Because that opening fight scene, there's freaking loads of them. And I'm like, what hang on, what what do you do? What who are you? What do you do? Who, what's what your relationship with all them? It's just it was a mess. It's that's what I mean about you needed to do it like they did with the Avengers and just give them each their own films or give it a long TV series, like a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. style run of a series where it's like 20 episodes because there's a lot to cover. Like there's 7,000 years and yeah. 7,000 Eternals and the love stories all felt a bit, a bit rushed. Like that sex scene was perfunctory, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. I mean, fair place than putting it in. That's because <laughs> usually it feels like the superheroes are all very chaste. They're in love, but they don't really get naked together. Or anything. They just go, little yeah. kiss for you, little kiss for you. But in this <laughs> one, they're like, kissy, let's, kissy, yeah. let's have some very quick sex on the sand. Yeah. Um, or like Guardians introduced a team of characters, but there was only like four or five of them. Um, I so think could, too many. Yeah. Mm, it was way too many. Um, I think but there's I 10 think in total. Which yeah. Is there's 10. I remember reading about... Um, but it felt costume. like there was about 30. The costume designer, or was it the action sequence person, was like, my job would have been literally halved if there were five of them. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's how, that's how numbers work. But I get you. It must be very stressful trying to get everything sorted. Even their costumes didn't really tell them apart or anything. I feel like Angela Jolie just went, no, I'm going to wear white. <laughs> I, Deal with well, it. She, she's the one with PTSD, so she has to stand out with her. Yeah, but like all of them need to stand out a little bit. They needed something in their costume, just some kind of visual that told us, oh, yep, that's that one. <laughs> yeah, because when they're moving about real fast, it's quite hard to tell who they all yeah. are, really. That's the one that controls minds. That's the one that runs really fast. And yeah. yeah, 
I do think they just needed to slow it down. It was maybe they just got too excited. They were like, let's get the Eternals out there, but they just needed to think about it. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot to take in. And it's so convoluted that the storyline is so like, all at you. It's like a machine gun. There was a lot revealed at one point where I went, what? I I'm not no I I <laughs> whoosh right over my head Stop telling me stuff <laughs> words easy, words I, words words <laughs> watching it for a second time it was a bit easier to like, I didn't hate it as much the second time mm. but maybe it's because I kind of knew the beats so I wasn't so stressed about following the story sure yeah yeah it, it could get stressful sometimes because I think and also um all these constant flashbacks to different parts of time you um, hate flashbacks. I do. I mean, I don't hate flashbacks as a concept as such, but um, <laughs> I didn't like them in Shang-Chi because I felt like it stopped the plot developing. And this one, it was even worse. Like, it would just suddenly flashback again. I go, oh. and they were long, they long, long flashbacks um, that just weren't that much fun or didn't. I mean, they, they were part of the story, I guess, but it was it was also kind of dry and dreary and yeah. Sounds like you hate phase four. I'm not liking the films so much. Certainly the TV is better. Like we've had Loki and WandaVision. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. And and those I've liked, but the films so far have been much more disappointing because it's been Black Widow. Shang-Chi fine, but I'm not going to rave about it. And then this, which I'm, yeah i actively dislike <laughs> yep that's fair that's very fair hmm interesting shall we try and do some plots yes are we <clears throat> are we going to do names or are we going to just call them by what descriptor i to had to look up all the names um yeah. but i maybe for the sake of clarity i might not always use the names because i might be like flippity jib and flippy flops and flipper tupper <laughs> where they were all fighting each other and then people listening are just going to be like that's who, what that's, that's who should direct one the director of rick and morty should direct yes one. yes <laughs> i'm um, king flippy flops <laughs> yes he should direct a marvel film that would be amazing <laughs> yeah because then he'd make it all meta and it would be about marvel yeah but marvel wouldn't like that at all no, they wouldn't. Disney he did wouldn't do like that. that in one of his episodes of Community. He completely mocked Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, it's really? Very... Yeah, I think if you, yeah, you should watch it. It's pretty good. He's he's too incisive. He's too incisive he for them. You gotta you gotta blind yourself to some things. I think. And the... he's too busy. He's got to make that Community movie for me before he starts anything else. Mm, that's true. Um, all right, so it starts off with these opening opening essay that floats across the screen um nice. like who do they think they are star wars yeah and um so they're these big big things called celestials they're really big people they are pretty big aren't they very they're big and massive like and you'd... they're just literally planet sized they're just bigger than planets um yeah. and uh and but there's also evil things and they're called deviants and they're like evil monsters with long do tongues. Their name. Do you mean they're like, are we the bad guys? And you're like, you're called deviants, guys. You're literally you? called evil soul-sucking demons from hell. Like, yep. that, of course you're the bad guy. <laughs> that, oh. <laughs> no shades gray here. Thanks a lot. Good times. Um, but the deviants apparently turned up. So the big, big celestials, um, they had to send some good people. Apparently they couldn't destroy the deviants themselves, even though they're frigging massive. 
and um, they had to send good people called Eternals, who are people who are powerful and they live a very long time. And they were sent down to Earth to kill them all. I think they're even immortal, although they die if you kill them. Yeah, well, I, I'm guessing they die. They they can they can't be killed because one of them does get killed. They can be um, killed, but they live forever if they're not killed. They live. They live. Yeah, if they're not like murdered, they just continue living forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're sent down in 5000 BC um, and they fight the deviants for centuries and centuries and centuries and eventually destroy them all in 1521. Hmm. Um, and then uh, and then they have like a bit of a falling out and they, they live separately for the next 500 years. I don't get why they had a falling out. Or, I mean, or, you hang out with people long enough, you're bound to have a falling out, I guess. After, yeah, after, after what, 5000? Five, six thousand five hundred years yeah i suppose you are going to get sick of each other but they couldn't they could have made fun of that they could have been like oh you know after all this time do you remember that time in you know 2000 bc when you did oh, it was such when a you pretended to be jesus loser yeah. <laughs> yeah oh that that cleopatra what was she like oh you're living in the dark ages still it's just harping on about that for 1000 years and yeah they could have had something like that that would have been hilarious yeah but no yeah, that's, but no. That's what is missing, maybe a sense of humor this one. And I was left with this just this feeling after all those words of just okay. <laughs> and <laughs> I checked that the length of the film went two hours 40 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Already I'm not liking it. <laughs> and it did feel every minute of those two hour 40 oh, minutes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I just like we've watched longer. I've watched longer films. The sound of music is that length, but like you never. I bored. love the sound of music. I'm transported to a whole other world when I watch the sound of music. I know, and it's not even a whole other world. It's just Salzburg in the 30s. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. There's maybe you need some musical numbers and Julie Andrews to be one of the uh, Eternals. Mm. <gasps> Julie Andrews in a in a Marvel film would be pretty good, wouldn't it? She's done DC. She could do Marvel. She could do anything she wants. Mm-hmm. I did. I did think. Yeah, like I said, they could have made some humor out of the fact that they've been around for like literally thousands of years um and they could have had some more the flashbacks could have maybe been placed in um like famous events in history to make it a bit more identifiable like why not like they're trying to kill a deviant at the battle of hastings or something or pompeii or pompeii perfect yeah like those really world renowned things they had babylon which i was like cool nice yeah that's a good start but then any other fight scene was just in the moment with some, and there might be some humans around who were dressed in the the costumes of the time, the outfits of the time. But they could have done some fun, you know, like in Doctor Who, he's always like, oh yeah, like that affair I had with Elizabeth the first, la la la. Like yeah. little, little lines like that, that make me like, ah, history is fun. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a jaunt. I agree. Stargate does it quite well in the sense that all the gold, the bad guys, they all masquerade as gods from different parts of history. Mm. Um, so you've got like uh, like the Egyptian gods, you've got like the Nordic god. They kind of take on a role of a god each time. So it's quite fun. Yeah. In the sense that you look through history, like, oh, this guy, you know, he was he was appearing as Seth or whatever, you know, or someone from Egyptology. And then mm. nowadays he's a cult leader here. But, you know, it would be quite fun to sort of draw. The the idea that they're all, their names are all based on um, uh, mythological figures from history. Um, Circe, um, Ajax, like uh, stuff like that. Thena, 
you know all that stuff a lot of them are greek but not all of them. gilgamesh and um and that's really fun and it's the idea that and okay star trek did did, did, did this about 10 years before eternals came out but um they it's the idea that they these these gods were created in our folklore and in our mythology because actually they were a real person but we've sort of changed the name a bit over time and they were actually a powerful human being and that's a really really cool idea so why not have a really fun scene where i don't know cersei save some people on an island and then lives there for a bit so then people are like there's cersei who lives on an island and then there's someone called homer there who goes oh that's a fun idea for a book something like that that Um, shows you the origin of the myth i I think in the comics they actually have them (coughs) disagreeing with some of the greek gods that they're mistaken for Uh. because they're also real but they end up having an argument like stop stealing all my press or something yeah. like, that would be quite fun to draw but I like that idea better that they are just the characters that humans are looking up to I think that feels mm. more realistic in a weird way yeah I think so I think um they needed more of that more of that fun stuff um yeah I again, think to make history of- fun because people will be like oh what is the battle of marathon like that yeah. was in that film eternals let's look it up I don't really know what it is perfectly but like you know it, will, it just gets people interested. They should have got the director of Ghosts to do this. Is that happening? I've not watched it. You've not watched Ghosts? No. Oh, you'd love Ghosts. It's very, you, yeah, watch Ghosts. You'd like that. Um, it's all on iPlayer. But the director of that would be good for this because mm-hmm. it makes history fun. It's all horrible histories, but for grown-ups, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that was needed very much. Um, anyway, so yeah, 1521, they all split up. They go live in different places on Earth. And then we flash forward to the modern day. Two Eternals, Cersei, played by Gemma Chan, and the little one called Sprite, who is sort of stuck as like a little girl. Um, they live together in London. And Cersei works at the Natural History Museum uh, and is in a relationship with Kit Harrington, as you do. Yes. OK, so this was one thing about London that uh, maybe I'm wrong here. She works in like archaeology and is talking about like mythical daggers and things like that in the Natural History Museum. (laughs) I feel like they've got that wrong and I don't get how they've done that because natural history is not about archaeology. It's about it's dinosaurs and reptiles and animals and earthquakes and volcanoes and things like that. Surely she should be working at the British Museum or even the V&A next door. Or the VNA next door. Yeah, I don't get why they chose the natural history. I think they were just like, that's a, that's a museum in London. That's where she'll be. But I know. No. But like the British Museum has a much more iconic architecture to it. Like they maybe they couldn't film in it or something. Fine. Don't have to do that. Just make up, make a scenery. <laughs> Who cares? But, yeah, because they do have a bit about the natural history they just have the human body don't they natural history museum there's no natural history is biological and paleontology and things like that archaeology that yeah like you say that's the vna and most likely the british museum um and i don't feel i feel like the clue i maybe i'm going on about this too much but like (laughs) the natural history museum the clue is in the name natural history Um, it looks more like how people imagine a museum to look in their heads because the british museum is very new looking with all the old stuff in it apart from that stupid old stuff dragging down the aesthetic and the yeah. vna is also very like 
neoclassical. It's like whereas natural history movies was very gothic and it's quite palatial, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The outside of the British Museum is literally Greek columns. Yeah. Isn't it? No, I agree. It makes more sense, but I don't think people know it instinctively to look at it. Whereas natural mm. history, you're like, oh yeah. It seems, yeah, it just that one, that bit seemed odd to me that there wasn't like a little I don't know if it was just that was where they could film. And therefore, they didn't want to film at the Natural History Museum and be like, yes, this is the British Museum. Because uh, that maybe would have been even worse. <laughs> or maybe they could have been like, oh, she specialises in natural history, but she's interested in daggers on the side. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's she's very clever. I mean, she's been around a long time. She's probably got a thousand degrees. So that, yeah, but that was your niggle. My niggle was surely they check her degrees before hiring her, and they must. When did she have time to get them all? And what date do they have on them? Does she have to I keep got, I it? got into thinking about this because um, I was like, well, if you're immortal, but you have to keep your immortality a secret, and you're just living a really long time, how do you cover that up? Because if yeah. you're like applying for a job and they go, oh, when did you get your degree? You'll be like. 1485 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you'll exactly. have the certificate and stuff so you keep maybe you have to keep having to go back to university and start your career again like and all the time but you can't just wing it because it's essays and stuff unless you just keep all your essays and hope they ask you the same questions and just sort of yeah but then you'd it. have or you'd then go back like if I knew that I was immortal and I'm stuck like this like uh for the next 500 years I might be like okay I'm going to save up some money over these years and then I'm going to start again. I'm going to go back to uni. I'm going to do a different degree and I'm going to do a different career for a bit. And then after that, I'm going to do the same thing again and do like this kind of cycle. And that way, that would be my way of kind of proving that I'm not immortal. No, I don't know what I do about birth certificate or anything, but we'll work that out. That's a future me problem. (laughs) You could probably forge it if you really needed to. Yeah, true. Spend a couple of hundred years learning to forge. I do a forging degree yeah a forgery degree and yeah (laughs) it'll be fine no I found that really what they need is some telepathic papers like Dr we're going to mention Dr Who a lot today I think but they need something like that didn't they yeah 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 telepathic paper would be good yeah yeah wonder if you can get that on Amazon um (laughs) they're eternal they could probably get what they want that's yeah yeah, they're powerful as well. So I suppose they can use their powers in certain ways to help people out, which they do because they're Look heroes. How pedantic we are about we what are. we like, It's the wrong museum. And also, how do their degrees work? It is the wrong museum. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I, I was thrown, completely thrown by that. That's why you hate the movie. <laughs> I already hated it before we got to even that. See, I hated it the moment those words came up and I went, no, 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 no. This is like watching the start of Star Wars episode two and not really knowing what the hell was going on in that. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, Cersei and Kit Harrington are in a relationship together. They're attacked by a deviant, the big monster. And Icarus, played by Richard Madden, He's her ex-boyfriend and he turns up and helps save them. And then Cersei, Sprite and Icarus decide they must reassemble the Eternals because the Deviants, they're back. Dum-dum-dum. Don't you think it would have been more fun if they had like some really good comedic actors as the ex and the current boyfriend? Because I'm not going to be mean to those guys and they're great at what they do, but they, they're kind of like, you know, they're just sort of very one-note wonders. They are a bit. I think I feel like they were trying to avoid the whole ex and current boyfriend meet and don't like each other. I trope. didn't want them to not like each other. It'd be quite funny if they're like, hey, how you doing? 
he's doing and actually work. they get on really well because yeah. Icarus Icarus is so serious and it's it's just a and bit so, it's a bit it, of a it's not a vibe <laughs> no, he's bit, I guess he's the bad guy but then you're like well, obviously he's the bad guy but then you wouldn't uh, yeah I know it's, it's not really that big a twist when you get to it later on if he like you say if he was a bit more comedic and a bit more fun him turning out to be the bad guy would actually be a bigger twist yeah you'd be like, oh what I can't believe it. They had sex on the beach and now he's like this and they've got But I like him. I like he's 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 you know jamming and he's vibing and he's cool and yeah, but he wasn't any of those things. He was just big serious Richard Madden. Yeah, I don't want to blame Richard Madden because I'm sure he can do very like different roles. Maybe Mm. it was the script. It was the script, yeah, I think so. Um they go to their leader, Ajak, played by Salma Hayek. Um who she's been living like a cowgirl in South Dakota. Fair play. That's because um, they went to South Dakota in it, because Chloe Zhao loves Chloe it. Chloe Zhao loves American West, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's dead. <laughs> they find her dead. And Cersei then takes over as leader. And because she's now the leader of the Eternals, that means that she can communicate with the big, big celestial in the sky outside the planet. Yeah, and Icarus Little is like, hand. why am I not being the leader? I think it's like man has problem with woman getting promotion and woman not thinking she's good enough. It's mm. about imposter syndrome, this movie. <laughs> that's what it's about, is it? Yeah, that's my <laughs> <We> read. <cracked laughs> um, they go track down the other Eternals and they all have names. Um, so <laughs> They do, <there's>, yeah. <laughs> There's Kingo. I've li- I I had to look this up. There's Kingo, who is a Bollywood movie star, and he's meant to be all like, "Hey, I'm a cool movie star," and it wasn't that endearing. Um, Prastos, he makes things. He's like the engineer. I did um, like when he was trying to show them how to use. He's like, "Should we just give them motors?" And it's like, "Well, they literally they don't even know what they're doing with plowing their fields yet, and you want to give them." motor engine that that, was i was like yeah this is i like that scene that yeah. was good yes and they're like no 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 they, they need to like develop on their own a little bit and but he's like but i've invented the combine harvester and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good that was good and i thought they should have they could have had a like a, a scene where they're like oh, all right give them the spinning jenny fine and then suddenly, like <laughs> ten years later, it's the industrial revolution. They're all like, "Oh, blimey, <laughs> we won't do that again." <laughs> that was that would have been good. And Kinko, I think, could have worked because you need one character who's like going to make, you know, like a narcissistic nightmare who does make the most of being eternal, immortal. Mm. That's just the vibe. Mm. So, yeah, and he's got like his director, his agent, or someone who goes with him as well. Um, yeah, I quite like their chemistry. It was kind of fun. Yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't, It yeah, the, the, the script was just not nearly funny enough for this to work at I all. I did like, oh, he, he originally thought I was a vampire and tried to stake me. And he's yeah. like, I've apologised for that so many times. I'm like, yes, not enough yet. I'll let yeah. you know when you get there. But you would yeah. be. There should have been more stuff like that, like more misconceptions. Because during the Dark Ages, pretty dark, they could have been burnt at the stake and all sorts. Exactly, yeah. They could have referenced like the Salem witch trials or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, great um, could have been one of those guys knocking a candle over and they were like, oops, <laughs> or shooting a little <laughs> of a um, 
they were like maybe they accidentally caused the great fire of london yeah yeah um the other thing about fastos he's openly gay lgbt nice. representation yeah Boom. um then there's makari she can move very fast she's also deaf a deaf actress yeah that's quite good i don't you know diversity wise they're ticking a lot of boxes here i do very well tick mm. tick tick and it doesn't feel forced in a weird way. It feels very natural. No, because I guess if you've got an ensemble, then yeah, you can just, you know, have vary it up a little bit. And yeah. Um there's Druig who can manipulate people's minds. I um, actually thought Druig and Makari had better chemistry than Icarus and Cersei. <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah. Um I also thought he they set him up as someone who's going to go quite dark, but they almost like stop themselves. I don't know mm. whether that's something they're saving for a sequel or what. Um, but, yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, I don't know. It didn't feel because when they find him, he's like leading this village, but he's got them all under his spell or something. Um, very WandaVision. Very low-key as well. Very low-key, yeah. yeah. But he didn't feel the character himself didn't feel untrust. He didn't feel all Loki like it. Not mm. that he has to be Loki like, but I was, he would then they'd be like, no, you need to stop. He'd be like, okay. And that was it. <laughs> Maybe it's worse. Cause he doesn't know he's evil. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Um, who else there? There's Thena, Angelina Jolie. Uh, she can make weapons out of nowhere. She's a bit mentally unstable. Yeah, PTSD, or what do they call it? Mid-woo-wee. What do they call it? Oh, we had a live, live, malalalala. I don't know. Mad um, weary, mad weary. It was something like that. Mad um, weary. She... <laughs> I'm mad weary. <laughs> she, she's got PTSD. Is what she's got. Why does she have PTSD? I don't know. All that fighting. All those. Oh, that's it. There was no I... actual event or anything. No, I figured that was it. But again, um, this is why I just wasn't buying into it. I'm like, this is this just feels like you've just spun a wheel and gone, yep, PTSD, let's give it to her. <laughs> I, you know what? I actually quite like the idea of doing it. We had it with um, Tony Stark, where you have someone feeding the weight of everything they've been through. It can work very well. And it did give mm. her character a little bit of memorability compared to... Yeah, it just. It, I think it needed like a, an event or a few events where um, you see where it kind of starts from. Mm. maybe um or something like that she also was given not much other than stands there looks beautiful has a meltdown every now and then and that was about it it wasn't maybe they were just just kept the camera focused on her and that's what she gave them <laughs> yes yeah that's, yeah <laughs> i think if you have angelina jolie you're like yeah i just i just need you here right now i need you to be Please, here <laughs> you do she does girl interrupted so well bring it to this bring it to this <laughs> changeling change just do what you did in changeling <laughs> again <laughs> and then there's also gilgamesh and he's very strong and he loves angelina jolie uh does he oh yes yes they've got a bit of a partnership going on haven't they yes i assumed it was a love relationship but maybe that's not fair maybe they're just pals maybe i don't again not not really explored at all and the character's just not interesting enough for me to care there we go. Much. A damning um, <laughs> Okay, here we go. Now is this is where it gets it got complicated. So Cersei gradually starts discovering more about the Celestials. Mm. 
the celestials plant seeds inside planets and these seeds hatch and these grow new celestials out of the planets but they quite literally destroy it as they get as they grow yeah but these seeds get their power from the intelligent beings that live on the planet so the deviants were created by the celestials to destroy any any to stop to basically protect the human beings because they needed the human beings intelligence and sentience in order for the seed to grow inside the planet earth but the demons evolved and they started attacking the intelligent life the humans so the celestials had to then send the eternals in to protect to destroy them protect the humans um and then yeah we bad guys it's the eternals they're the bad guys because they're helping harvest the planet yes and Cersei discovering this is there. She's horrified because she spent so much time with humans. She's like, but they're nice people. They should live. Why should the, the Celestials be killing them? Um, so she wants it's, to prevent the birth of this Celestial that's coming quite soon. It's another Doctor Who episode. They have that one with the fat. And it's like a violation to how they use a planet for a breeding planet if it's a grade five one or something with intelligent life forms. Doctor Who would have sorted this out in no time. He would come in. Flash his little papers, it's safe today. And they sold and they told the story in 45 minutes, not yeah. two hours, 45 minutes. They needed Donna. Well. They needed Donna. I guess what they're going for is about um overpopulation and climate change, about human beings kind of destroying the planet by just being intelligent life. Mm. I think that's what they were going for. It was a bit convoluted because that this explaining all of that made my brain melt <laughs> but i was yeah. also like but it, 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 that that whole allegory doesn't work because um the celestial has literally put a seed inside the planet that's going to hatch and destroy it so it's the celestial's fault yeah i know it's like one of those metaphors where i'm like well this doesn't work because people who don't believe in climate change or whatever and don't care will be like well it's not our fault then is it and other people mm. will be like well it's not going to help anything is it this is not yeah. going to save we need a hero. <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, but we have some heroes. So the Eternals, um, then they fight some deviants in the scene, the fight scene I mentioned. They fight some deviants again. Like they, it's the same thing that happened earlier. Um, and Gilgamesh gets killed in the process. I felt nothing for that. I was like, you, you've barely used this character and you've killed him off and you're acting like you've just killed off Romeo or something. Like, no. <laughs> he died Sorry. so fastos suggests that they stop the celestial being birthed out of earth by creating by basically joining all their powers together mentally and this would allow druid who can control minds to put that celestial back to sleep forever with his mind control powers but they need all of them linked up basically all of them no one can go rogue guys no one can go rogue at all Unfortunately, one of them does go rogue. Well, oh, a couple no. of them go rogue, in <laughs> fact, yeah. But a little curveball comes sweeping in. And um, it's revealed that Icarus, Richard Madden, um, he wants the Celestial to be born because he's, you know, he believes in the Eternal's cause that they should be protecting the Celestials and humans are just there to die, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was him who killed H. Salma Hayek because he found out that she wanted to stop the birth of the Celestial. Um, and he runs off with the little sprite who's in love with him. I can't think why. I don't know what she sees in this very boring human being. 
She likes um, Scottish accent. Yeah, yeah, like maybe that. Maybe she's watched Game of Thrones. She's a bit obsessed. Yeah. Oh, he's so noble. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and Kingo also leaves. I, I didn't get why. I think he was just like, I'm a free spirit. I'm in Bollywood films or something like that, I think. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, it's obviously a bit of a curveball there. There's less of them, so potentially less powerful. Um, the remaining Eternals head to an active volcano where that's where the Celestial was being born. All this looked great. Like I love this whole thing, the, this person like rising out of the earth and that stuff. That was that was really cool. Um, but yeah, just it wasn't very involving. They fight against Icarus Sprite, and there's another deviant there as well. Athena kills Deviant. Um, Druig is not powerful enough to do the mind control thing. So they all band together and they power up Cersei instead because she can like change the form of things, can't she? She can yeah. change like stone to sand and shit like that. Um, so she, they then power up her to turn the celestial into marble, into a lovely marble statue, which looked very it's pretty. Very pretty. Um, Icarus has a chance to kill Cersei in this whole process, but he doesn't because he loves her. Um, and instead he flies into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's what the myth says about me, so I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally following, like, there's no curveballs anywhere there, is there? You're like, yeah. oh. I love that. I love that his he's like, well, I must kill myself. I'm gonna fly into the burning hot sun. <laughs> People do weird things when they when they're blue. <laughs> like it's like yeah, I, <laughs> it was very dramatic. Um, I just put when next to he flies into the sun. I just put as a note as you do, as you do, as he does <laughs> repeatedly. Um, he's done it before, so maybe he's not dead. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe he always thought, well, the myth says this, so if I ever have to die, that's what I'll do, is I'll fly into the sun. Yeah, um, and then I'll fall. Yes, yes. Thena, Druig, and Makari, they head off in that black spaceship, and they want to go find other Eternals to tell them about this whole sit Be like, guys, <laughs> this is the situation, um, and you need to know this. Um, yeah. Uh, Sprite, Cersei turns Sprite into a human um, because Cersei still has all those powers from the link up uh, there. The Sprite, and Sprite has always wanted to be human. She's like the Pinocchio in this. Yeah, which is based on Peter Pan, I think. Uh, she looked like Peter Pan. Yeah, yeah I see that. I see that. Um, Cersei gets back with Kit Harrington, who's been waiting very patiently over in London, I suppose. <laughs> He's um, like this is fine. I don't care that you've just gone off of your ex to go and save the world. <laughs> All is well. well. He's about to be like, oh, by the way, there's something about my family history that I need to reveal to her, to you. Like, what? Whilst we're sharing, surprise. <laughs> 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 whilst sharing, I've there's some kind of secret that I need to reveal, but he doesn't get to reveal it because um, her, Fastos, and Kingo they are taken away by the big, big celestial, and he's a little bit pissed off with them. He's like, uh, I wanted this earth to be destroyed. Um, yeah. But he said that instead he's going to judge the humans later based on their behavior and like takes them away, basically. Um, so that's left hanging for sequels. Yes. So I'm also like, you're judging the humans by their behavior. <laughs> oh, we're doomed. <laughs> they're doomed. 
the, um, the original ending was a bit darker. Apparently, they all get beamed onto a spaceship and they have no, their memories are all wiped. Oh, interesting. Okay. But it was a bit too bleak for Marvel. So they went for that version. It, it did. It ended. It ended interestingly. Like I'll be interested to see what they do in the next film. Whether they'll make a film, a seat. Whether they'll think about the faults of this one, and sort of change the vibe for the second film, or something. Maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I assume they were going to carry on with like Kit's story, maybe as well. Well, yeah, because we've got there's a mid credit sequence where Thena, Drug, and Makari they're on the spaceship. And uh, another Eternal arrives. It's Harry Styles. <laughs> I feel like everywhere I look now, Harry Styles is there. And it's like, I don't know that we've given him a lot of credit for acting. And I don't know that he is doing it all. It's fine. We'll see what the, happens. Um, the word overexposed is starting yes. to come to mind. Um, <laughs> I do like him, though. I do. I, I, I like him, too. I just... Not- he's not he's not had great reviews for his acting but i do like him i like kind of his the way he stands for the images he puts out there and stuff i do i think he's actually a very important figure right now yes. and coming off coming off best out of all of one direction right now <laughs> <laughs> no i like him a lot it's just like i like chocolate a lot and i don't want to just eat it all the time because it makes me feel sick true true and if you yeah and if you if you have christmas every day it's not special anymore exactly yeah. so maybe we just keep him for special occasions yeah him back <laughs> in his box for a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little troll sidekick as well and that's cute um but the, 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 that i liked though that scene because uh this was it was the mid credit scene it was the first time any degree of humor or fun yeah. or campiness had finally made its way into it um and they left it for the mid credit scene and i thought this I is what this film has missed is that kind of cuteness and charm that say guardians has you know where's a Groot character come on get something cute i guess the sprite was meant to be the Groot, but like if she's based on peter pan peter pan is not cute peter pan is freaking tragic (laughs) (laughs) he fell out the wind for that his pram and flew off to neverland because his mum didn't want him anymore and he's exhausting (laughs) he's so (laughs) exhausting (laughs) I'm young forever. Oh, no, one else no I don't want that. to grow old. Oh, no. <laughs> let's go kill a pirate or a Native American. That's fine, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's a post-credit scene where Kit Harrington is looking at a mysterious dagger, and a voice from off-screen interrupts him. And I can't remember what the voice says. It's like, oh, who the voice is. I do, I do, because when I looked up the plot summary, it just told me, and I went, oh, no, that was probably going to be a quiz question. But it's yeah, Blade. It's, it's Mahersha Ali as Blade. I love Blade. I didn't realise Blade was Marvel. I thought they just made him up for, like, because vampires were cool in the late 90s. So. No, Blade, 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 he's, yeah. And but now we've want... got, we got vampires in the MCU. Wonderful. We should have more vampires in the MCU. Then we could draw in what we do in the shadows. It could be an ultimate mishmash of fun. I love what we do in the shadows. I love vampires. I've decided. Yeah. I like vampires. I think vampires are cool. Not in Twilight way, but yeah, mostly. They're no, cool. in like proper vampire way. <laughs> good, non-sparkly, good Yeah, vampire. good old fashioned kill vampires. Yeah. Blood and stuff guts and gore and undead behavior yeah undead behavior (laughs) (laughs) 
Are they remaking Salem's Lot? Have I made that up? I feel like they might be. That's vampires. Are they? I've not read Salem's Lot. Maybe I should read that one. Oh, I just spoil it for you, but I'm pretty sure you knew it was vampires. I knew right? it was. I know it was vampires. Yeah, okay. I knew. I knew yeah. that. Yeah. Sorry, you read it. Read I'm not, I wasn't raised in a bubble, you know. <laughs> Some people just get like very like that's a spoiler about like something that should be very obvious sometimes though don't they is that when they're like oh no you told me that bruce willis is a ghost oh it's like come on what what rock have you been living under for the last 20 years yeah oh some people got really mad about i don't know if i should do it there's like a so house the dragon the game of thrones prequel yeah just aired and someone was like oh yeah do you remember when they talked about what happened to this character in game of thrones and everyone was like spoilers it's like it's not really a it's spoiler. It's not a spoiler. It was, it was, it was aired. Yeah. You just forgot it happened. That's not our fault. You just and when, and when people get really annoyed when a series aired ages ago and people talk about it on social media and it gets spoiled for them, it's like, no, you get a 48-hour grace period. That is the law. It's literally yeah. written down on the in the UK law that you get 48 hours. And then I, after that, it's your fault. <laughs> I get people, I did an article about like unsatisfying endings because of line of duty i think it was inspired by oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the age of but i talked about like lost and game of thrones and it was like oh, spoilers i was like for lost really are you going to accuse me of spoiling lost 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 was Years over ago. a decade ago when they ended I know. that i can't help you i can't help you people I also I watched all of Lost when it was on and um I can't really remember the ending other than they were all like dead in a church at one point. Um yeah, and they're all, they're all seeing each other again in purgatory or something. <laughs> I went, okay, so they're all dead then, fine. I'll go with that. <laughs> it was one of those series where everyone was like, Oh, maybe it's poetry, and the writers went, No, and then at the end of it, yeah, it was it was poetry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the producers were like, don't be ridiculous. We didn't we, we wouldn't do something so obvious. No. <laughs> it turns have a out polar yeah, they're all bear. dead. Have a polar bear and be quiet. And maybe a smoke monster. <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> and some numbers you gotta put in once a day. <laughs> oh, yeah, that series. I feel like they didn't know what the ending was gonna be and they just got they got I don't know why we're talking about Lost. Maybe we should have a podcast about Lost one day, but I think we're all traumatized by the fact that Lost was very much made up as it went along. Yes, um, and was. I think that was, and you knew from season one, it was so obvious that the writers were like, "We don't know what it is. We're just going to keep going with this crap." No, here's a polar bear. The polar bear was what annoyed me the most. I was like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense in your purgatory world." Mm. So why is he there, or she? I'm not going to gender the polar bear. It. Yes, they. they Chris's go, brother yeah. is obsessed with loss and he will defend it until his dying day and he oh, it was lost. really i lost is exciting don't get me yeah. wrong i really liked it but um i think uh i think because they hadn't thought it through in in completion it was just a bit of a mess anyway back to eternals we got lost we got lost uh back to eternals yeah i'm we're like i I need to uh, review my list of Marvel films because I rank them now. That's what I do now. Um, Is it not just going to the bottom? Pretty much, yeah. Um, Dude, this is the difficult thing. So I've got... Oh, no, I've put it... mm, No, I'm going to change that. I put it above Black Widow and I feel like that's unfair to Black Widow. I didn't like Black Widow either, but I wasn't watching my phone during Black Widow. I was still watching it. And you understood it. And I understood it. So I think, yeah, I'm going to just whack this down at the bottom. Because actually going through it, I was just like, um, I couldn't, I I just wasn't engaged at all. I couldn't think of any um, 
massive redeeming feature other than like oh nice touch nice touch but that's it yeah so how much out of five are you giving <laughs> oh um 0.5 i was like he's gonna give it 0.5 but that feels too harsh but yeah the you point zero feels too harsh because i did actually compliment some aspects of it but i'm gonna go 0. Point, so it gets a 0. 0.5 for a couple of nice ideas like i, I like camden being in there that was nice that's where the 0.5 comes from. Yeah. <laughs> two points because it was the wrong museum. <laughs> it lost a lot for that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it a one just because I feel mean doing 0.5. I don't know why. Because I, it, I tried so hard for diversity and I feel like it gets a point for that. True, true. They did do a lot for that. Um, but I just feel like these people are being paid so much money oh Um, yeah if you're being paid that much money you deserve quality and it's not like they don't have a formula they can work from there's been over 20 marvel films before (laughs) it that they can draw some inspiration from um and it's like they didn't bother it's like chloe Zhao was just like i'm gonna do it my way and it's like (laughs) that your way is lovely but it's not fitting. <laughs> it's, right, no, it's not. That's why I get so annoyed when people say they hate Captain Marvel and it's the worst Marvel film. So I'm like, it's not. It follows a formula and it's good. So stop being mean. About it made Captain- sense. It was. It had jokes and fun. Um, I think that's what all Marvel films need. Is they still need. They need a sense of joy in it. Yeah, because you don't get um, to to be depressed. Go or not to not to you know think about how well they frame the scenery or anything no. like that. You. You go there because you want to be uplifted. You want to go through, you're going to go through the roller coaster of emotions through it. I want and... a hero overcoming evil. I want some jokes. I want some good fight scenes. I like some themes as well. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> maybe a villain who maybe isn't a bit more of a Black Panther style villain is always fun. Shades of grey. Shades shade. of grey. Yes. But not- many shades of grey not too many shades of grey i didn't i didn't pay money to you know think too hard no popcorn while i'm watching this i don't want to be like holding the popcorn in the air if i chew i'm gonna miss a point exactly yeah well being as you hated it do you want to quiz about it let's do quiz let's quiz about it yeah okay well first question can you guess rotten tomatoes oh 50 percent no, it's 47%. Oh, that's which means so low. First ever Marvel thing to be not fresh. Yeah, it's oof. If I were anyone making the film, I'd be having a meeting to be like, guys, we've got to do, we're doing a sequel, but we've got to rethink all of this. Yeah. Or we're going to pretend the sequel was never a thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you believe it got? In the box office, dollar dollar wise, five hundred million. Less than that, four hundred two point one million. Okay, because so I guess, like we said before, we're going lower numbers now because we're going COVID times. Yeah, streaming is a mm. big. So, do you know where it filmed on location? Ooh, um, no, that could that could have been anywhere. Ireland, it's usually Ireland. They filmed on location more than any of the Marvel films because it, she's big into that. She's like, you can't get, you can't get it from a studio. So they did some in studios. Then they did London, Oxford, the Canary Islands, South Dakota. Yeah, um, I would be really up for the the Canary Islands. I'd be like, I think all of it should be set there. Sounds lovely. Yeah, I think um, 
I agree with her in that location filming does do something because like those Star Wars prequels were almost all green screen and you could tell and it yeah. was a bit overdone. So I'd, I, I'm i with her on that one, definitely. Yeah, it's true. We've got quite a few good firsts in this film, like mm-hmm. first representations. Could you remember them all? First uh, disability representation? Uh, yes. So the first deaf superhero in the MCU. Uh, first openly gay character in a gay relationship. Yes, the first ever superhero to be depicted as gay. Mm. Um, first one led by an Asian female person. Oh, I mean, that probably is true, but I was looking for first Korean superhero in Gilgamesh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, yeah. Um. Also, yeah, first non-fresh, <laughs> non-fresh Ooh. film on Rotten Tomatoes. First Russian film on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, but it did win two awards to praise it for some of those firsts. Which ones? Um, uh, I don't know what they would be. <laughs> okay, the first one, really famous award. Can't believe you haven't heard of it. Uh, Seal of Authentic Representation. Um oh. Which is actually, I'm joking, I hadn't heard of it either, but it's, it's normally given to films and series that feature actors with disabilities who have at least five lines of dialogue. So very low bar, but it met it's that. horribly low bar, isn't it? <laughs> but I guess I understand why it would be, because if it was any higher, they, would, they would end, wouldn't really give it out. Yeah. No, so I'm guessing Coda. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, because they don't speak loud maybe i don't know um and well, then the lines the term- of dialogue were in the subtitles and in the um the sign language that they were using i suppose that's true coded won it by millions um eternals was also one of the films that received the reframe stamp for 2021 which is awarded by the gender equity coalition for films that have proven to have gender balanced hiring mm, okay uh, well, some good stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's they're not wrong in that definitely <laughs> They're not wrong. Um, it's also one of the first films to mention something. Uh, it goes a bit meta in that sense. Oh, they mentioned Disney itself or something. And it mentioned DC. Oh, oh. They talk about Batman's butler, Alfred, don't they? Yeah. Um, and that's the first MCU film where DC content is mentioned openly. But in doing so, they, I know, they're like, DC's fake and Marvel's real. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's quite fun. Um, can you think of any problems they might have had with filming on location? Um, when they were at the beach, with this, was the tide coming in sometimes? Yeah, that tide fucked them up. They Pesky lost, tide. <laughs> they lost equipment and stuff. But it really? Oh, no. <laughs> So wasn't it um, Sense and Sensibility where the director Ang Lee was like, I'm never going to do this kind of location filming again because the sheet kept getting in the way. (laughs) Yes, I love Sense and Sensibility. (laughs) Oh, great film. Yeah, that's one of my top films of all time. Obviously, Gemma Chan has appeared in another Marvel film before. Can you remember what it was? No, I know she has, but I can't remember what it was. He's in Captain Marvel. That was it. Yes, she was. Yes, it is. Yeah. So she was quite shocked when they approached her for this role because she was like, what? I've already done But I did it. I did Marvel. (laughs) Um, I love the idea that Gemma Chan talks like she's Barbara Windsor. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I'm Gemma. And then then the camera goes on. She goes, hi, I'm Gemma Chan. (laughs) 
I would quite like that as well, actually. Let's find like Adele almost. Yeah, or like the actress who plays Princess Anne in The Crown. Uh, yeah. is like she got a much more sort of cockney kind of accent <laughs> dockery got quite a regional accent as well oh does she i love that i love <laughs> or um pam saint clement who plays pat butcher yes in and real Jody life Co- she's all shakespearean oh yeah yeah, yeah. jody Co- as well, yeah. <laughs> anyway um how did they help um help Oh god, my brain's not working. <laughs> I just lost my words. How did they help the actress who played the deaf actor? The deaf actor. How did they help her on set? Did they all learn sign language? It all her dad taught them all American Sign Language. And to help out with like the you know the green screen bits, Angelina Jolie used a laser pointer to help her see where there would be, you know, enemies and stuff. Nice, nice. Yes. It was terrible of me. I just forgot the actor and the character's name. <laughs> I'm tired, everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, why was the film not released in China? Uh, the gay relationship. That was a big problem, yeah. And also Chloe Zhao um, has said quite a lot of stuff about Oh, yes, that. yes. Yeah, China doesn't like her. Yeah. No. It's also, yeah, it's also banned in Saudi Arabia, Bahrain and uh, Amman due to, you know, they wanted to cut out the scenes of Astos and his husband. Mm, mm. and it was also banned in Qatar because they didn't like people depicting gods and prophets all oh, right oh interesting yeah, yeah. So maybe that didn't help the budget you know yeah possibly possibly these are big markets that uh it's it's hard isn't it because um I'm guessing like Disney would love to have a bit the disney itself might i like to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they'd love to have a bit more diversity especially in terms of lgbt but they've got these massive markets in like china russia mm-hmm. oman stuff like that place those kinds of places where they'll end up either editing it or just not releasing it and yeah, yeah. it's a shame the world needs to move forward really mm-hmm. but never mind i guess there are worse things going well there's not actually worse things going on there feels like a lot of bad stuff in the news for the world to sort out been a lot yeah. there's a list of things for the world to sort out <laughs> there's a dog in the film you may remember him um uh, uh, kit harrington's little dog the one that spots the deviant monster in the water mm. so they had to edit the dog what did it do did it poo no it just it just kept wagging its tail it's supposed to be sort of like oh but it was like yeah it's like yeah yeah deviant <laughs> so they had to edit its tail in this dog is too happy guys yeah what what cute little problem to have um that was his little thing um everyone thinks that eternals is the first marvel movie to portray a sex scene but that's not true can <laughs> you think of any other main characters in the marvel universe who have had sex on screen oh um i can't remember no Okay, one of them's really obvious. Deadpool. Oh, uh, okay. All right, I was going for MCU there. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Marvel characters, sorry. And then <laughs> Daredevil, the uh, yeah. bad one. Yeah, 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 <laughs> the bad one, yeah. <laughs> the Ben Affleck um, one that no one speaks of anymore. They've also had, like, Iron Man's little one-night stand with Christine Everhart. Yeah, 
Yeah. Although you don't see anything. It's the classic like, oh, we're fully dressed in bed. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we do it in the world of movies. You always wake up with the woman with the duvet over her boobs and the duvet is always down by the guy's waist on her side. Don't know how they manage to do it every time. Sometimes they manage that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't really work unless they have special angled ones. Um, Superman 2 in 1980 also had a superhero having sex. Mm-hmm. And the Incredible Hulk had a small, teeny weeny love scene between Bruce Banner and Betty Ross. Aww. So look at that. Sex all around. Let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about sex positivity these days. Yes. Who doesn't love that? I mean, <laughs> have you watched um, Heartbreak High yet? That's no. very positive. It looks very Gen Z. It's so Gen Z. You know, when you're watching, like, I don't think I'm too old to be watching this. I just don't know. I'm the right demographic, but I'm enjoying it. So <laughs> this is not written for me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I'm a cool mum. I'm not like a regular mum, guys. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much it. Like, why do you think they had Blade approach Dane with the Ebony Blade? Because it's a Blade and his name is Blade. And they were- they're going to make a Blade film. They were teammates in the comics. Oh, oh, nice. It is, on the British superhero team 13. There's a British superhero team. Isn't that fun? Oh, my God. Are they? <gasps> yeah. We need you know, more. You know, you know who needs more representation because of the oppression we've suffered? The British. Yeah. We're always the bad guys. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I want us to be free and, and the heroes that we really are. <laughs> It's just so unfair that you would depict us as the bad guys. We've done nothing bad in our history at nothing. all. That nothing at all. Where we were looking at all the stuff we stole from around the world. Maybe bad. that's why they avoided the British Museum because oh, it's got like yeah. the Elgin marbles and stuff and all the Egyptian stuff that we've stolen. Yeah, they would give back little lines about that. Maybe um, that's why, because the Natural History Museum. Maybe we have stolen stuff for there, but like. You know, that's that's you know, it's, it's not talked about in the same way. <laughs> or finders keepers of natural stuff, no? <laughs> I don't know. If you find this most dinosaur dinosaurs are found, powers. the dinosaurs are in like North America and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, are they mostly um, from there? Is it fine stealing from America? They're another big Western superpower, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. They deserve what they get. <laughs> yeah, we're taking that back. No history for you guys. <laughs> you can have a hundred <laughs> years and that's it. Um, yes, that was my quiz. Well, next we have a series. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't know how much I'm looking forward to this one, but I've heard good things. Um, is Hawkeye next? Oh, oh, that face! <laughs> I hate Hawkeye. You know who? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> he's our least favorite of the original Avengers. Um, so I suppose, yeah, well, I don't, I don't know, but people have said they liked it. Yeah, and you know what? It's very Christmassy. (gasps) It's Christmassy. It has Christmassy vibes anyway. I love Christmassy vibes. You know what? If you love Christmassy vibes, I don't know if we should rearrange the order, but this year they are dropping a little Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney+. Plus. Oh no. Is that going to be like the Star Wars holiday special? It's got the whole cast of it. It's not animated, but it's going to be like them teaching one of them the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> oh no! Don't do this crap. No, it's not Mickey Mouse. So, how do you feel about Marvel shorts? Are we including those in the lineup? No, I can't be asked with that. Okay. <laughs> checking. Just checking. Yeah. Our life is busy. It's very busy. We've got lots on. So yeah, okay. 
公開です You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Virgin. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Virgin. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune in to the next fact filled episode.